Oh, Lord. 
Evangelism. And then, secondly, 
if you know what evangelism is, I mean, why do we evangelize? Amen. Why do we evangelize? And then also, when are we supposed to evangelize? Are we supposed to evangelize every now and then? Do we have specific days to evangelize and preach the gospel? And then also, how do we evangelize? Amen. And then lastly, what are the benefits of us carrying out evangelism? Hallelujah. You know, I, I think it was last week when a friend of mine was asking me, I mean, how can I become an effective evangelist? Hallelujah. How can I become effective in this ministry? For example, how can you become an effective worshiper? How can I become an effective teacher of the Word of God? You know, but there are spiritual principles and patterns that the Spirit of God has laid for us in the Word of God to have an understanding of all these things. Amen. Yeah, uh, you know, when you get the wisdom of God, God expects you, above all things, also get understanding. Amen. And tonight, we want to have an understanding of this subject called evangelism. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God is going to do us good. Amen. Yeah, so, uh, before uh, we, we start, uh, I want us to understand what evangelism is. I mean, what does it mean to preach the gospel? What's the gospel? Amen. You know, primarily, the gospel is the good news. That is the literal translation of the word gospel. Hallelujah. When a man says that uh, I'm going to preach the gospel, in simple terms, they mean to say, I'm going to carry the good news. Praise the Lord. So, when you go out as an evangelist, for example, there is a message you carry. You know, God gives you a message. Hallelujah. I want someone to project Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says that for brethren, uh, what does it say here? Hebrews 3 verse 1. Hebrews 3 1. Hebrews 3 1. Yeah. What does it start from there? And pay attention as we are learning. Yeah? It says, Well, for holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So, here, when you look at the word apostle here, it means uh, a man with a message. Praise the Lord. So, one mark of an evangelist is that they are given a message. Hallelujah. You can never become an effective evangelist. Unless you carry a message that people are going to evangelize to. Amen? Because you know, when you go as an evangelist, you're like an ambassador. You know, you carry a message. When Christ came, he came with a message. The message of the grace of God. Hallelujah. So what made Christ an effective evangelist? It is because God gave him a message. He was sent from God. And he that is sent of God, the Bible says he speaks the words of God. So before God could ever send me anywhere to preach the gospel, he puts a message in my spirit. And it is that message that makes me effective in the ministry. Glory. So uh, you can read it and you know, like, but how can I become an effective evangelist? But you must first understand which message has God given us for our generation. Praise the Lord. Christ came with the message of the grace of God. And that is the message God has given to us as Christians. The message of Christ. 
Now, in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. And so you know, when we talk about the gospel, we are talking about the goodness of Christ. Amen. For example, if I carry the good news of Jesus Christ, I begin by understanding what good things that Christ do. Hallelujah. You know, if you don't understand the mind of God through Jesus Christ, you can never be consistent with the message of God towards humanity. Like for example, Jesus went about doing good and healing every man that was oppressed of Satan because the Lord was with him. That means that you see what made Christ an effective minister, he carried a testimony of the goodness of the Lord. Now when you go to preach the gospel, we tell them about the good news that the Lord has for them. Like for example, there is no man in the Bible, Christ, ever gave sickness. When I meet the sick as I'm preaching the gospel, I tell them that God loves you and he doesn't want you sick. That is a man preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. In the goodness of Christ, there is no man Christ ever prayed for to receive sickness. There is no man Christ ever gave ulcers. No man Christ ever gave time for it. Here was the good news of Jesus. We tell the world that God loves you. That is the first message you must carry as an evangelist. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you see, many men in this world have a bias of who God is. So it was said, maybe God uh, took my parent, God took my sister, God destroyed my business, God planted sickness in my body. And because of this, many of them are deluded from the mind and the will of God concerning their lives. But you know, when we carry the message of evangelism, we've got to reconcile the world back to God. That means we have a message of peace. That is the message of reconciliation. Hallelujah. And in this message, we tell the men that, you know what? Christ loves you. When Jesus so loved you, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. I don't believe in him. You should not perish. It is not the mind of God for you to perish. Hallelujah. You know, so now, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, 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 the start of evangelism. You know, there is no man Christ ever met them in the Bible. Therefore, when you meet a lame man, you tell them that Christ doesn't need you lame because the gospel is good news. Hallelujah. It is good news. When Christ entered houses with men that were dead, he brought them back to life because it wasn't the mind of God for you to die, for you to be in sickness. So we tell the world and we will reconcile them back to God and to make them know that actually it is not the mind of God for you to be in that infirmity. Hallelujah. So, have you recognized the goodness of the Lord? Do you understand that God desires to have all men saved as a Christian? Do you understand that the mind of God is to have all men delivered and to be set free? Glory to God. Amen. So, because of this message, it's what makes you effective as a minister in the ministry of the evangelism of God. The Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good. When I tell men about Jesus, I tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no man Christ ever get blindness in the Bible. God doesn't want you blind. Praise the Lord. There is no man Christ ever gave uh, you know, 
sicknesses in the Bible. There's no one Christ ever told, receive headache in my name. You know, when he made the sick, he brought them back to life. Glory to God. Eh? So, that's the ministry of evangelism. We preach the gospel. We carry the message of Christ. The mind of God concerning human beings. That mind is personified in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 1 3. He calls him you know, the express image of the person of God and the brightness of the glory of God. So if you want to understand who God is and the mind of God concerning your life, look at Christ. You know, study the life of Jesus. See what Christ did. Now that is the mind of God concerning the world. Amen. There wasn't the mind of God for the world to be poor. One day men were hungry and he multiplied prayed for them. Why? Because Poverty is not the mind of God concerning your Christian or concerning the world. That's why he provided for them. Now that is the gospel. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, and then look at uh, Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 7. Isaiah 52 verse 7. Yeah, that's where we are. 52 verse 7. It says that for how beautiful upon the mountains at the feet of him that brings good news. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, we carry the good news that publishes peace and brings good tidings of good, that publishes salvation. Amen. So, the ministry of evangelism is a ministry that brings salvation, deliverance, and healing to nations, and healing to men. When God anoints me as a minister into that ministry, He expects me to carry a message and to carry the good news to the whole world. Amen. So, before you say, okay, I want to evangelize, have you understood the mind of God concerning this ministry? Hallelujah. Have you looked at the ministry of Jesus Christ? What did Christ esteem when he was preaching the gospel? Glory to God. Eh? He says he kept God's sinners back to repentance. That's Luke 5.32. He came not for the righteous. So the ministry of evangelism is a ministry that targets to call forth sinners back to repentance. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, so, you as a Christian, if there is a message God has given to you, and you know, he understood in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 25, the Bible says that for as cold water to a thirsty, what? A thirsty soul. So it's good news. Eh? Learn about the ministry of good news here. Jesus scripture. Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter 22. Uh, no. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. The Bible says that for uh, as cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Hallelujah. So many men are thirsty. No, they are thirsty for healing. They are thirsty for peace, thirsty for deliverance. The Bible says, for we carry good news, we quench their thirst. Amen. So men that are full of sickness, the good news is what quenches. They are thirst. Hallelujah. Men in addictions, the good news quenches their thirst. Amen. So, when we understand what evangelism is, it is the good news of God concerning the world. Now, we start to ask ourselves questions like, you know why? I mean, questions like, why do you evangelize them? When are we supposed to evangelize? Where? Amen. Now, let me start from uh, when do we evangelize? Hallelujah. When do we evangelize? First and foremost, when we talk about uh, the means of evangelism, the book of 2 Timothy 4 5. 2 Timothy 4 5. Eh? That's where we are. 
you're not yet anointed for that place perhaps hallelujah you know the other people got, could have called for door to door others God can call them to the streets others God can call them to open air crusades these are graces <coughs> amen so I'm not there because I saw somebody preaching the gospel there no I am there because the Lord has graced me for it where and where the Holy Spirit can give me instruction concerning the place to minister and teach the word of God in as a Christian. Glory. So if God has given you a message, have you taken him to inquire of him? God, who should I reach out to? Where should I go? In which city? Amen. Yeah, can I go to the DH? Now you could go to the DH. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, you know, you ask what told Victor when you're young too. The Spirit of God told us to go there by the way. Me, Victor, Isaac, and Moses, he gave us an instruction. Hallelujah. It was a grace. He had graced us for those men there. Praise God. Now, as an evangelist, I must carry that wisdom. Where has God called? Amen. He could have sent me to the land or land. Paul was sent to the Gentiles, not to the Jews. So, you must have the wisdom to inquire of the Spirit of God of when and where to preach the gospel. Sometimes, hallelujah. But now you can share the word of God with your roommate, your classmate, and anyone around you. But sometimes you need to inquire of God where and when. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so that's 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 part of you know when do we when do we preach the gospel? When do we preach the gospel? <laughs> Yeah, that's very powerful, amen. And then, you know, we can look at uh, uh, the reasons like, why do we evangelize? Meanwhile, why do we, do, why do we evangelize? Now, the highest vision of you as an evangelist is not to expand your church. We don't evangelize to expand our churches or fellowships. We, we evangelize to expand the kingdom of God. Amen. We, we evangelize to expand the kingdom of God. You know, if you carry out evangelism on a church's basis or at a level of your church, now it is the cause of all these strifes, divisions, and anger among ministers. That even when a man of God can now uh, prepare a crusade, another man can't support him. Why? Because he fears. Hallelujah. But you know, when we are not preaching the gospel to expand our churches, now if another man can organize a crusade, now send him the money. Amen. Because we are expanding the kingdom of God. We are building the kingdom of God. Now evangelism is beyond the vision of you know, we know our, our church is empty. Let's go out to the streets and bring men to Christ. No. I mean, that's why you know there are many churches that they campaign other churches. Leave that church and, and join ours. Why? Because their vision is to grow their churches and such ministries don't grow. Hallelujah. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're preaching the gospel to increase the numbers in your cell, you can't grow. Amen? Yeah. Now, you are supposed to preach the gospel to build the kingdom of God. Amen? And that is the highest vision. We evangelize to build the kingdom of God. And so, when we evangelize, not that mean that you know, I preach the gospel on the streets. But you know, sometimes you may never be able to stand on the streets and preach the gospel. Or your pastor can organize a crusade and you'll be at work. But you know, you can send them some money. You can pray for those ministers. Luke chapter 10 tells us, for pray for the Lord of the harvest 
to save more laborers in the field. Hallelujah. Now you may never preach the gospel in the dining hall or in the lecture rooms, but have you taken time to pray for the men that labor for that ministry? Have you prayed for God to increase more laborers, to increase the number of laborers? Amen. So in evangelism, there are manifold wisdoms through which we partner with evangelists. One of them is to pray for them. You know, they're having a crusade. I can pray for them. I can pray for favorable policies and nice weather. Amen. But sometimes I can actually also stand with them financially. I can send them some money. I wasn't there, but I sent some money. Hallelujah. Now, if I'm a leader, for example, if they are, there is an objection of preaching the gospel in the Packard Fellowship and the jealousy, so that's now your place to open the door for that ministry. Amen. So, uh, there are men that may never preach the gospel physically. But you know, uh, uh, when the Bible speaks of uh, the full armor of God in Ephesians, I think chapter 6, around verse 17, he tells us to have our feet short for the preparation of the gospel. What is he talking about? Things that enable evangelism to continue. Glory to God. Eh? So don't say, me I'm shy. No. Send money. Pray for those ministers. Amen. Pray for them for favorable days. Hallelujah. Pray for God to open the hearts of the men listening to the gospel. That is part of evangelism. So anything you do that contributes to the expansion of uh, the kingdom of God it is what we call uh, evangelism. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So it, it is a ministry God has called each of us as Christians to function in it. Amen. So, it's how we evangelize. How do you evangelize? We will evangelize how? First and foremost, in Acts 1, verse 8. We have the Holy Spirit as a witness of the gospel. When these guys were going to preach the gospel, Jesus told them that actually you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall become witnesses of me. Now, you could be here and you're shy to reach out. But you are shy because you've not given time and attention to the Holy Spirit. He becomes the power. Hallelujah. He becomes the witness of that message. He gets that message out of your spirit and you start to speak. He says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Glory to God. So, when we are evangelizing, you know, the Holy Spirit is the first witness of this message. He convicts the hearts of men. He causes men's hearts to burn towards truth. Men are not saved because of your eloquence. And praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. God. I got a message. Praise God. Amen. No. Amen. I mean, they, hope, they don't become born again because I came in an Italian suit. I must first be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says, I shall receive power. The Holy Spirit is the first witness of these things. And then secondly, sometimes we evangelize through testimonies. For example, you may meet a man and perhaps they are poor. And you may give them a story of your testimony. I thank God so much because one time I was poor, but I'm rich. And this man can be led to Christ. Like all of you here have a miracle God has done for you. And that miracle is the tool of evangelism. You see, the woman, the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman, when Christ ministered to her, what happened? 
The Bible says she went back and she began telling me, come and see a man that prophesied everything I've ever done. Now that woman wasn't born again for six to eight years. Maybe I think maybe after seven years, I know I'll, be, I'll become an effective minister. No, that woman was an effective evangelist just by a testimony. Amen. Just come and see a man that healed me of headache. I once had that sickness. When I met Christ, he changed my life. He can change your life too. Glory to God. Amen. So we evangelize through testimonies sometimes. Sometimes tell your testimony and we met to Christ. Hallelujah. Now you meet a man and they are orphaned. Tell them I also lost my father sometime back. But when I found Christ, he touched my life. That man shall be born again. Amen. And then also we talk about things like, you know, miracles, signs and wonders. Sometimes you pray for men to receive miracles. You pray for the sick to be healed. And the Bible says they shall be delivered and they shall be set free. So we, 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 we preach the gospel to expand the kingdom of God. And also to Second Timothy 4 5. You know, when Paul the Apostle was telling Timothy to do the work of an evangelist, it is a full proof of your ministry as a Christian. Amen. So it is one of the things that actually uh, uh, prove to God that you feel after His heart. It is the vindication of your ministry. Now, your ministry is not vindicated because, you know, perhaps uh, your great wash by great dancer or great usher. It is the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Perform the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. So when we evangelize, we are making full proof of our ministry as Christians. And then also in Acts 8, 10 12, 10 12, he speaks of Philip preaching the gospel in the city of Samaria. And the Bible says, and there was great joy in the city of Samaria. You know, men were under bondage and witchcraft. When we preach the gospel, men are delivered from all those things. That's why when Christ made the sick, he healed them. So he evangelized to set men free from infirmities. Amen. From sicknesses, from witchcraft, from addictions. There was great joy in the city of Samaria because the good news came through few. Glory to God. Some men are not happy because they've not yet received the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've not yet forgotten the devotion to them. Hallelujah. You've not yet invited them for fellowship, for discipleship, for intercession. And yet their joy is here when they receive the gospel. So when we evangelize to men, they are free. The Bible says that city was uh, had a lot of witchcraft. Acts 8 and 12. But I was saying, when this guy went and preached the gospel there, there was great joy in the city of Samaria. You know, many of you were not happy some years back. But when you received Jesus Christ in your hearts, you're now happy people. Yes, Glory to God. Amen. I mean, you're now full of joy, full of life. Yeah. Giving God a God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so when you preach the gospel, men are set free. Hallelujah. So, and then you know, uh, in the book of uh, Romans, chapter. 8 from verse 19 to 21. Uh, Romans 8 from verse 19 to 21. You know, you must go back and meditate upon these things. Eh? I say, these things are too simple. Go back and meditate. Oh, Romans 8 from verse 19. Now listen, it says that for the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Remember, Christ has told us to go out and preach the gospel to all 
creatures. Remember, when Adam ate of the tree in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that you know what? Corruption entered upon all upon all creation. Amen. The things like you know are fruits, good and short. But because of the corruption in Adam, they were subject to bondage. Now you know that all these things are waiting for deliverance through the gospel. Now, when you preach the gospel, you are not only preaching the gospel to men, but even walls and trees. You know, you know that there is a man that would love to go and uh, and, and, and maybe and, 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 and maybe uh, say maybe a uh, 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 commit evil under the tree, and the guy feels uncomfortable under that tree because the tree is telling him this is bad. You know, glory to God, amen. Yeah, you know that's why you know sometimes some of us don't have to be so strict on men because as we preach the gospel in the land, even if they are hiding under a tree, something will tell them at least the snake will come. You know, because the trees are now participating in redemption. This is the honest expression of the creature awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subject the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So your phone is beautiful, but you must preach the gospel to it. Upon all creation, how much did it get lost? How much did it get spoiled? You are not talking to it. You know, as beautiful as it is, it is under a curse. Right now, all your things are listening to the gospel. It causes deliverance. You now we preach the gospel to deliver creation from bondage. Do you understand? We don't lose property anyhow. They are submitted to the word of God. They don't, they don't just steal your property. Because you speak the blessing of God upon them. You preach the gospel to them. You know, I don't have, you know, you know, problems, problems, problems. Because we have the word of God in our spirits. We don't talk problems every now and then. They're disappointed. No. I have the gospel in my spirit. It's at work in me. And I preach the gospel to everything around me. It's not only for men, but also for your career, your business, your academics. Amen. Now preach the gospel to your family. Preach the gospel to your relationships, your friends. Hallelujah. Why? Because they are under bondage. But when the gospel comes, it delivers and it sets them free. You know? So Corinthians 4, 4, 7 Corinthians 4, 4, it tells us that for all these things, they desire to be delivered by the glorious gospel of Christ into the wonderful liberty of the sons of God. Why? Because the gospel is the good news that sets men free. It is the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. Amen. So, you as a Christian, you must understand all those things. That as I preach the gospel, I'm not only preaching to men, but also to creation. Glory to God. Eh? Doors, windows. Amen. Yeah, you know, there, there, there are rooms you enter and you begin feeling uncomfortable, by the way. In the evil world, you can sit under there and you start to fear because it has an evil power. Now, when we preach the gospel there, immorality reduces because those things preach the gospel to them. Amen. You understand? Eh? Corruption reduces because those things are submitted to the gospel. They preach the gospel to all those things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Eh? So, 
when we evangelize, we carry a ministry in our spirits called the ministry of patience. You now you must have an ability to love men, to be patient with men, to endure, to be humble. You know, it's one of the aspects of, you know, uh, discipleship and evangelism. Uh, uh, to carry humility in your spirit, to carry love in your language, your character. Even as you're talking to me, you exercise it by the Holy Spirit. And I was talking to Mama Katha and I was like, what made Sarah a mother of many nations? You know, you know, Sarah had uh, a lady called Hagar in her house. And then Hagar woke up in the morning and she took over Abraham out of the blue. You know? And you know, amazingly, the Bible says that you know what, they had all those nice moments and then she gave birth to Ishaka. Then amazingly, <laughs> God tells Sarah, now that lady who's still with your husband, she's your daughter. Now imagine if you let that, that happen to you. You know, and then you have a great against this girl. Maybe she took over your man, and then God tells you, she is your spiritual daughter, mentor her. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the same house with the man of God, Abraham. I have a grudge against two people. Abraham, he took a girl, and this girl took my man. Then God tells you, now that one is your spiritual daughter. Now that took a lot of love. That's what made Sarah a mother of nations. Mothers are born of love and humility. They are born of feelings and emotions. Amen. It's the ministry of love and humility. When the prodigal son returned, the father expressed love unto him. You carry that ministry in your spirit. Now you have become a father of many nations, a mother of many nations, but you exercise the ministry of love and humility and patience. Now that is the characteristic of parents. Glory to God, amen. Parents. I mean, how is that possible to mentor somebody like Hagar? Amen. Almost like a co-wife. God tells her, your co-wife is your daughter. You know, and Sarah submitted to the voice of God. And you know, Hagar manifested as a spiritual daughter. Now that is the test that made Sarah the mother of many nations. The mothers and fathers are born of the language of love, the character of love, the character of humility. It's, it's beyond your smartness. You know? It's beyond your character. It's, you know, actually, it's beyond your smartness and the way you present yourself. It is to what extent can you walk in humility? Now, are you patient with men? That's an aspect of discipleship. Glory to God, amen. You know, can, can, you, can you feel broken? before men. Now, if that ministry is not in your spirit, it will become too hard for you to even raise anyone in ministry. Glory to God. So, we, in the ministry of evangelism and discipleship, God must dress with that character. Now, you can't only disciple and love people that are so nice to you. You understand? You know, some people, are, are, some people can act bad, but you remember, oh, anyway, father of many nations. Hallelujah. Now, I always tell my friends that me, I don't have any case against anyone. Because all those guys are supposed to learn from us. Eh? If, even if they went and slandered you, remember, oh, I, I must raise them in the gospel. Do you understand? That's why you can't hear me, you know, trusting this against me, you know, come and I tell you, these guys. No, they, they learn of us. You know, you know, we carry that spirit in our spirits. We are beyond that place of, you know, Look at what he said to me. Look at what he said about me. I mean, how can I continue loving such a person? You see, if, if, if we were trying to look for apologies and stories, I mean, I could have like two, three pages of people I'm waiting to apologize to me. 
you know yeah like since hsc but you know may just let go why because anyway <laughs> we're supposed to further all this world that's why you can't hear me say you know you come and i tell you you come and i tell you what they say against me no now you have all that patience you see it and you know you learn to break before men sometimes learn to apologize to a few people so, so even when you're right in ministry glory to god amen yeah you know that's you not know, unless you break your ego and self-esteem and pride you can't become effective in evangelism and discipling and you can't hallelujah you give up amen but you know in my heart i always exercise not to carry a grudge against anyone anyone actually one day there was a guy and i was like ah this guy i will talk to him also let us be about to him. if you don't talk to him he's gonna feel condemned and he's gonna draw back and so i had to go to him and i'm like brother how are you and and, and i would have been like you know remember in 1986 you broke my plate no you know <laughs> you understand now that that, that that is not discipleship you know love doesn't keep a record of wrongs you know you know you know if, if i was in that place or you know being so emotional you know i'd, I'd be i'd be you know i'd be always annoyed he didn't even approach to me and apologize to me. Remember some, some friend of mine, you know, one time, you know, they, 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 they came, I think, they're alone. And then they failed to pray. Yeah. And then they, 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 they didn't even say, you know, in Psalms 37 21, it says that for it is wicked not to pray by the way. 37 21. So the guy couldn't even apologize. And then, you know, after some time, again, he gets stuck. And he's like, can you help me? So what I did, I didn't say, remember, I didn't pray the other time. I just told him, ha, let me buy you some lunch. Eh? Do you understand? Because beyond money is their purpose. So, you begin to love and reach out to men. Not because they are so good, you know. But because you see the purpose of God in their lives. Amen. So if you're still there, you know, you know, you know that's why you know, sometimes you don't give attention to certain things. You know, you know, look at how he behaved. Look at how, no. Amen. If they, if they talk bad. The Bible says, present yourself as a pattern of good works. Let them, let, them, let them learn of you. Hallelujah. Because you see, if you say God has called you to mother many nations and father many, you see, it takes humility, love, and patience. You must be patient to be effective in the ministry of evangelism as a Christian. Otherwise, <laughs> every now and then they don't honor me, they don't respect me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I can't talk to him, and I just can't talk to him. And then you have issues against people. Eh? <laughs> you have those that never greeted you. You have those that, you know, that they don't honor you. You see, all those people live there. Concentrate on the purpose of God in their lives. That's why you can easily love men and love people. To see beyond their outward. Glory to God. Eh? And then, you know, uh, lastly here, when a man uh, preaches the gospel and evangelizes, uh, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, that for in that day, these men shall shine as stars. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So our glory in the kingdom of God is beyond things like, uh, uh, you know, houses and all those things. It is the brightness of the glory. The spirit of God alone puts more glory upon your spirit in the kingdom of God. Amen. The more you win men, you contribute your glory in the spirit. Hallelujah. You shine so bright. And bright and bright as a Christian. You know, and then also in, a, in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 25, Apostle Paul speaks of uh, his son called Epaphroditus. 
The Bible says this guy was sick, even unto death. But because of the ministry of the gospel, all the apostle was carrying, God spared him. When you participate in evangelism, sometimes there are things God can redeem you from. Amen. There are sicknesses you can't catch because you carry his message. Remember when the sons of Job died, the messengers never died because they had the message to carry. Messengers don't die. Amen. I mean, even if you have ulcers, cancer, diabetes, I mean, you're not going to die. Those things have just come to pass. They are going somewhere. You know, a messenger doesn't die. Everyone can perish, but I don't die because I have to speak of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So this man couldn't die. You see, can you imagine all the sons of Job had to die except the messengers? Everyone can be poor except the messengers. Everyone can be sick and you are preserved because you carry a message for your generation. Glory to God. Amen. So when a person participates in this ministry, there are all those preservations that come up for you as a minister and as a Christian. Glory. So you just can't perish. You just can't get destroyed. It doesn't matter what is happening to you. It can't destroy you because you carry a message. Amen. That's why Apostle Paul wouldn't be destroyed. The, the legs of Jesus and Apostle John, they were born in Kokingo, but those men couldn't die because there is a message. That's why you can't love to show. You carry a message for this land. You know, I, you know, I, think, I think since senior four, when I began getting active in ministry, I've never, no, no, you know, push on, push on. You understand? Because eh? when I entered the I came with a message for this land. Amen. And therefore, all my bills and budgets are on the kingdom of God. Eh? <laughs> Glory to God. Eh? Yeah. So because I carry a message, things like cars, houses, visas, tickets, they are assured. I'm an ambassador. Eh? You know, I carry a message. I represent the kingdom of God in the land. Glory to God. Because I'm here, God can speak to the land. You understand? Eh? We have a message. Messengers don't die. They don't die. They're not destroyed. Now you know you could be here and you know maybe some of those financial things. Just engage more in the ministry of carrying the good news of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, so you appreciate God so much for today. Let's welcome Mama Kathy, the glory of God.